It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Ladies and gentlemen, I am excited. Uh, today, I have a very special guest, uh, David Meltzer. David Meltzer is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing and formerly served as the CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration behind the movie Jerry Maguire. This is what I want you to, to, to wrap around your mind. His life mission, David's life mission, is to empower over a billion, not a million, over a billion people to be happy. David Meltzer, I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show and being a part of my mission. Now you can be one of those thousand people that I'm empowering to empower another thousand to empower another thousand. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So I got to ask you, you know, first of all, a billion is a huge number, but happy is a huge thing. So when you say I'm going to empower a billion people to be happy, what is happiness? What does happiness mean to you? So I've created a pragmatic methodology over the last 20 years. I've been doing trainings for this purpose for over two decades when I was with Lee Steinberg and then carried forward uh, with Warren Moon, my Hall of Fame partner at Sports One Marketing and with my own brand uh, right now. But the idea is that there are pragmatic ways to enjoy, be happy with the consistent every day persistent without quit pursuit of your own potential, voting for what you want, knowing what you're good at, what you love to do and learning to love the percentage of things that you don't love to do. And I've created a very straightforward methodology. I've written three books. I speak around the world. I do private group coaching and executive coaching, everything geared to this idea of happiness, which is the greatest virus of all time. It's the strongest virus. It not only can be spread by witnessing it, but it actually will strengthen your immune system and it keeps on spreading. So my goal was through these trainings that I do to find a thousand people like you, Bert, that have the capability, not only of being happy yourself, but teaching two generations down, empowering another thousand people to empower another thousand people. And when I did the math, even though over a billion people being happy, a collective consciousness on earth of over an eighth of the earth being happy seemed like a crazy goal for a sports agent. Right. You know, when I did the math, I was like, you know what? I know I'm going to be around for another you know, 50, 60 years. A thousand people is not that many to train every Friday. Uh, a thousand times a thousand was a million, a million times a thousand is a billion. And I can get there one person at a time. Sure, sure. And, and so I want to I want to emphasize this. This is a free training you do every Friday and they can just text you right here at 949-298-2905 and they can connect with you. And you're pretty engaged in this. I mean, you 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 put out topics, you let people come on. It's a live training where they interact. Yeah, and it's uh, been that way. It used to be a lot more expensive. I was giving lunches out and my office would fill up and the conference rooms would fill up. And now, you know, I joke around. I go, I reach so many thousands of people and uh, I don't have to buy everybody lunch. So what I do is it's all free. I don't sell anything. I think I'm, I always call myself, I'm like Grover. My favorite book as a kid was The Monster at the End of the Book. And that's what I feel about my training is people are so conditioned to be set up for a close and it, all that's at the end of that book is, you know, Grover, after you've torn the pages and he begs you not to, and he says, it's just me, lovable, cuddly Grover. That's all you're going to get at the end of my training is 
a happy feeling, some very pragmatic ways. Uh, this week's trainings on inspiration versus motivation and understanding the differences and why motivation can drain us of our energy and why inspiration and the interferences and corrosions that we create can sustain happiness in our life and how we can teach others to sustain it as well. Well, that's great. So I'm going to be excited. I'm going to have to check out that one because it's, it's, it's uh, you know, what do you call it? It's, it's amazing, first of all, the, the goal. And I think that, you know, when you have these big, humongous goals, people get excited about it. I mean, you look at Elon Musk, whether you hate him or love him, he's engaging because he doesn't have these little goals of, hey, I want to build a, you know, a company and make millions of dollars. It's like, uh, I want to get people to Mars. Uh, I want to build, I want to revolutionize the auto industry and make the world's best electric car. And these are, you know, every time he comes up with one of these crazy goals, people say it can't be done. It can't be done. And, you know, he's done it with PayPal and Bank X or uh, X.com. He's done it with Tesla. He's done it with SpaceX. He's doing it now with the boring company. And I think we need people like you to come up with these outrageously huge goals to get us excited to inspire us. You know, since I graduated law school, I learned a valuable lesson that we talked about earlier. You know, I learned to vote for what I wanted. And yeah. I've always, I grew up with a single mom who really uh, invested in her children. All of them went to the Ivy Leagues. They all were summa cum laude. They're extraordinary students. But, uh, you know, she had a philosophy. You know, number one, the fetus wasn't fully developed till after graduate school. Two, you were either a doctor, a lawyer, or a failure. And these things were just pounded into me. So when I graduated law school and had a job offer to be an oil and gas litigator for a ton of money or to sell legal research without my law degree, literally to sell on the internet in 1992, most people didn't even know what the internet was. My mom told me the internet was a fad and that the biggest mistake of my life would be to get involved with the internet and that I should be a real lawyer. At that moment in my life, it changed. I entered the world of Branson and Musk and Bezos where I was gonna start to vote for what I want. What I realized is my own, my mom only wanted the best for me and her values weren't my values. And two, nobody can ever do anything extraordinary if they vote for what other people want. It's, it's humanly impossible for someone to dream for you, right? Yeah. It's within our own context of our conscious, subconscious and unconscious mind to dream for ourselves. So if someone else has goals or objectives for us, they've already been done, right? They, they're not going to say my son's going to be the first one to create SpaceX. Right. They're not, they're not going to do it. In fact, I'll get, I'm a dreamer. But right. even though I'm a dreamer, Bezos, for example, 25 years ago, I always say people laugh at you, scoff at you, make fun of you, but then they'll applaud you when you're extraordinary. 25 years ago in his garage, if Bezos would have told me, hey, man, I'm going to make a trillion dollars. I'm going to sell you know, books out of my garage uh, and someday be the biggest marketplace in the world. I would have kind of laughed at him sure. you know, 25 years ago. Um, and, it, and if he was my friend, I, I would have told him different advice like, hey, man, do this. I've been working in the Internet before you since 1992. Be careful. You know, all the things to protect my friend. Right. To right. make him ordinary, to make him within my own context, the belief. No, I started voting for what I wanted. Now, one thing that I want to tell, because there's guys out there, including my friend Gary Vaynerchuk, right, that, that they say, don't listen to your parents. Don't listen to anybody. No, 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 no. You listen to everybody. You appreciate 
everybody. Try to understand where they're coming from. But take their advice like a handful of sand. Say, thank you so much for caring enough about me to share your opinion. And then let the sand fall through your hand. And every once in a while, you're going to get a nugget that is something that you're voting for as well. Or you may have learned something, a lesson, a dummy tax has been paid by somebody else that sits in the situation you want to be in. And hold on to that piece of sand. So the one thing that bothers me most is that when I tell people to vote for what you want, I also tell you to appreciate other people that want things for you. You don't have to appreciate what they want for you, but appreciate the people who want good things for you. Absolutely. And, and sometimes, uh, the, again, our, our parents, brother or sister, you know, lovers, whatever, uh, they may not be sold on your vision, but there are some of the fastest people to be sold on your vision. Once they see that you're not giving up, once they understand, oh, I get it now. He wants to empower a billion people to be happy. I, I get that. So now let me get behind him. So they're the easiest people, I think, to convert sometimes. Uh, but again, I, I like your I like your advice there. Just kind of filter it through sand and and you'll get a nugget here and there and keep going. Yeah, it's funny because even on these interviews with the intro, that's always the thing that pops, right? Holy crap, this guy wants to empower a billion people. Uh, but by the end of the interview, when people hear the strategies, the discipline, the awareness that I have, the experience that I have, and the mindset that I have, it's really funny because whether I'm stepping on stage or an interview or reading or writing one of my books, by the end, I ask people, so do you believe? that I can empower a thousand people to empower a thousand people to empower a thousand people to be happy in my lifetime. Do you believe that that's even possible now? And not only do people say it's possible, not only do they say it's probable, but I've actually shared a vision where they believe it's their perspective. And a lot of people come join me on Friday because they want to be one of the 1000s. They don't think it's that hard. Right, right. No, I can see that. Totally see that. And again, it just takes somebody with, with the cojones, right? With the guts to say, this is what I want to do. I want to empower a billion people. At first, it sounds crazy, but when you break it down, you know, do you think that I can empower a thousand people? Well, yes, that's simple enough. Well, can those thousand people empower a thousand people? Well, yeah, that's probable. And then all of a sudden, it's, you know, you're there. Yeah. And if you teach them pragmatic ways that they believe make them happy and they practice them and they say, gosh, this isn't so hard to say thank you before I go to bed and when I wake up. It's yeah. really not that hard once I make it a habit. Oh, it's not that hard to spend a minimum of an hour a day on my health. You know, these are the types of things that I teach people that I know create happiness. Right. I know I can create what I call the Meltzer Kaleidoscope, a lens of productivity, meaning providing value or service to others, a lens of accessibility, being accessible or connected without interference or corrosion, judgment or condition to others, and also access what I want. Teach people to learn to receive because you can't give what you don't have. One of the things, you know, I do a lot of executive coaching, one of the top business coaches in the world, like big, big billionaire executives. And a lot of them are doing extremely well right now. And they're like, David, I feel guilty. You know, all these people are suffering. I feel so guilty that things are going so well for me. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. Don't feel guilty receiving. You cannot be poor enough to make somebody else rich, but you can be rich enough to help other people be rich. And so I take that idea of receiving and accessibility quite seriously. And then finally, the last lens is a lens of gratitude. 
So productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. Gratitude, that lens allows us to look for the light, the love, and the lessons and everything. It allows us to see pain, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and financial pain as an indicator. What does it indicate? It indicates that we have a lesson to learn. And there's nothing more exciting than learning a lesson. There's nothing more fun than learning a lesson. There's nothing that'll make you more happy than learning a lesson and dissolving, resolving, and dissipating and disappearing pain from our life, mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional pain. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what's so funny? You and I, I not, and, and you, were, you were one of those individuals that was swamped at this event, but you and I met briefly at... Um, at these at the movie premiere in California, uh, uh, secret beyond the secret, beyond the secret, and and uh, and then somebody told me, hey, uh, you know, he's a lawyer, and I thought, you know, <laughs> and I think that's what messes with people because you know, uh, you're you're a, you are a happy guy, you're contagious, you're infectious, and and you have these, you 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 talk like a non lawyer, you talk like you know, like a Joe Vitale or a or one of those guys, uh, John Asaraf, or somebody like that, who's in the movie The Secret, and people go, "He's a lawyer? What?" It's <laughs> yeah. I, I listened to my mom, doctor, lawyer, or failure. So I went to law school. Um, so you know what I learned about uh, legalese and in the law is, you know, it's frustrating for me because I think the same thing holds true in technology, which is the career that I transitioned in before sports. Right? I ran Samsung's first manufactured phone. It was called the PCE phone. It was the world's first smart. Uh, smartphone. But what I learned is that a lot of lawyers and a lot of technology people, all they've done is create their own vocabulary. And I see that today with social media. You know, you got these 17 to 19 year olds that have created their own closed environment so that older people feel less secure. Right. And they, Oh, we don't know. We, we need a lawyer. Meanwhile, I, I know the language of law and 99% of the stuff is just common sense. They've just created a new vocabulary for you to talk about riparian rights. And you're like, Oh, riparian rights. This must be worth $500 an hour. <laughs> no, basically they're talking about, do you have the rights for the water to run through your, your, your lawn? You, you, right. right. I mean, the, the, and the same thing with social media. Like I got to the back end of like Facebook ads and LinkedIn and I'm like, wait a second. Like this, I should have figured what a six-year-old can do this, that I could figure it out. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. All right. So uh, I want to ask you this question and then we're going to take, we'll take a question from the audience as well. But okay. So here you are, you're transitioning from this one sports agency, you're now going to open up yours with uh, Warren Moon. And so what was the biggest obstacle in building your sports agency and how did you overcome it? Well, I think the biggest obstacle in building any business, especially a sports agency, is staying in business, right? (laughs) And 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 everyone laughs at me, but I'm serious. You know what happens is when you're starting any business, especially a hyper-competitive business, a sports agency, you don't see the incremental growth. You don't see the acceleration. You don't have the money coming in when you start. And so I always say you can't rely on your senses, the way you see things, hear things, smell things, taste things, and touch things. And you can't rely on your memory because you're not going to be able to see the incremental growth. So I use the tennis shoe, the kids tennis shoe analogy when you're starting a business. You cannot see your kids grow. Right. Everyone else, the grandparents come over and they're like, oh, my gosh, he's getting so big. You know, the only time you realize that your kid is growing is when they grow out of a pair of shoes and you're like, whoa, that was fast. It's been a month. Why do I got to buy another pair of shoes? 
That's the challenge of, of a sports agency is that we don't see the incremental growth. I'll give you an example, which is even more difficult, building my own personal brand. So after all these years of building, you know, Troy Aikman, Steve Young, Warren Moon, all the Lee Steinberg brands and Warren Moon brand and all the big uh, sports events that we were involved with from Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, Masters, Kentucky Derby, I decided to build my own brand at Super Bowl three years ago. And, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, who is helping me, says, you know, what do you want? I said, I want two ambassadors. And he said, what? I said, yeah, I segmented this out, 20 segments. Let's call it a year apiece. If I can just get two people that will love what I'm talking about to get two people to get two people, that's going to increase every year. When the time I'm 70 years old, I'll have 2 million people telling 2 million people and teaching them how to be happy. And it keeps growing and growing. When you start a business, 20 at 25% of the way there, nobody recognizes the, the, that growth and acceleration. 99% of the business people quit because they start voting for what other people think and what other people are telling. So only 1% survive after 25% of the way there. In half as much time, the 99% of the 1% quit again for the same reason, because they don't see a fast enough growth and acceleration and they start listening and voting to what other people want. The saddest thing is they're only half as the half as much time away from being 100%, half as much time from 200%, half as much time from 400. So that's why you have to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential. You have to figure out where are those kids' tennis shoes so that I can take a measurement to at least see the speed and the growth in which I'm experiencing, whether it's a sports agency or whether it's a clothing store or whether it's a haircut salon. It doesn't matter. Acceleration and growth are the biggest challenges, obstacles, and voids. So when people ask me what's the hardest part, staying in business, because I guarantee you one thing, if you stay in business, eventually you'll be successful. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It, it's such a simple thing, staying in business, staying on track, staying focused, because I, you know, listening to you, I'm looking back at some of the, some of the different businesses that I gave up on or sold because I got bored. I hit that wall and it's like, man, this is and exactly what you said. It wasn't growing fast enough. It no longer engaged me. And I was like, man, I've hit the wall. It's going to take so much more effort. I got, you know, I haven't been able to break through where I thought I should have, could have, would have been. But then I'm now listening to you. I'm thinking, man, I, I gave up too soon. I quit. Yeah, I did. I had a company called Global Web Video and I was making really good money doing legal research online. And I had my brother-in-law who didn't have the capabilities, but out of convenience, I put my brother-in-law in charge of it. You're talking about the 90s having a streaming video company with my capability as a business person to capture, amplify, and perpetuate content. My ability through the relationship capital that I had, if I didn't quit on that, and I would have just taken over and driven it and put, in, put my uh, brother-in-law in the right position unbelievable how big that business would have been, but I quit on it. So you got to stay in business and always take that kid's tennis shoe approach. Make sure you're taking the measurements so that you realize, whoa, you know, I know it's been a year, but wow, I grew a whole size in a year. Next right. year, I might grow two sizes. This is going to be incredible. Next year, four, et cetera. And yeah. not only is it per year, so I call it, call it segmentation. So if you segment it out like I did for 20 years and I get two people times two people, the exponential growth creates 20, 2 million people in 20 years. But what happens is it's not, it doesn't stay stagnant the amount of time. Remember, it gets faster and faster. So maybe it's one year, then 11 month, 10 month, nine months, et cetera. So acceleration and exponential growth will get you to an incredible place with your business. Yeah, I love that. I love that. All right, so we're going to take a, 
a quick question from the audience. Sydney Young from Houston, Texas. Hey, yeah. Uh, so he wants to know, Dave, what advice would you give uh, would you give our sales team about staying positive and getting deals in? We sit in front of our computers eight, nine, ten hours a day, and it can get very tiring. Uh, what advice would you would you give them to stay positive? Yeah. So first of all, you have to live by 120 exchange rule. So you got to keep the energy two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. And so what you want to do is make sure that you can articulate the value. There's three things to think about. Number one, credibility, uh, which is that 120 rule. If you know in your energy that you are giving a hundred dollars and only asking for 20 back, think about what that mindset would be. Think about what your mindset and your feeling would be, how confident you would be, how many people you would be calling. In fact, if I gave you a room full of $100 bills and said, call people that you don't know and tell them that you have $100 bills if they send you a 20 on their credit card, right? What would be the number one issue? Credibility, right? Credibility. Yeah. Right. People don't realize that your biggest sales is just credibility. And when you oversell, back and sell, lie, manipulate, or cheat, you have dampened your credibility to the point where everyone's looking to see where you're lying. And they're even looking at things that are truthful as lies. So I'd go, number one, credibility. Two, emotional attachment. Uh, find out what people like and don't like. If it's a long day for you, you're not more interested than interesting. All you're doing is feature and benefit dumping. Features and benefits are only there to enhance the credibility, the emotional attachment, and help you quantify the reasons, impacts, and capabilities for the 120 exchange rule. If we can articulate the quantification of, hey, I'm gonna give you $100 of value, and you're gonna give me $20 of value back, and I guarantee it, can you see any reason you won't want to move forward? I would do that all day long and it would be inspirational. But remember, during the day, eight to nine hours a day, I don't think you have proper activity that you get paid for and proper activity that you don't. Make sure you mix in there an hour a day for your health. Make sure you put in time for your family. Make sure that you go you go ahead and take a rest. You know, you're much better off if you're not in the right mindset going and having a 20-minute meditation or quiet time just to catch your focus so you can carry that energy. I do it all the time. My sales reps will call, say, Dave, I haven't got a hold of this guy for two months. I'll say, okay, come here. We take a moment. I put the Buddha fingers together, and I tell myself, this is going to be effortless. I'm going to provide $100 to $20, and they pick up. They pick up, and everyone's amazed. How do they pick up? Because I've cleared the energy. Right, everything and everyone's connected. You are connected to the greatest source of light, love, and lessons that exist, but you're also connected to everything and everyone, and you're the interference to that. So what you have to do is get out of your own way and appreciate the light, love, and lessons that you are connected to by adding value to it and giving it away to those people and articulating the quantum quantifiable reasons, impacts, and capabilities. So if you remember, everything I say has to be true and credible. I need to get the emotional attachment by asking what people like and what they don't like about what they do today and how I can fill the need of what they're not doing by saying something like, would it help you if you had solar panels on your roof to lower your your, your solar bill, right? These are true things that happen and you People don't articulate the quantified values, reasons, and capabilities. They don't carry the right energy, and they don't ask for the sale. Last thing real quick, asking for the sale is the biggest problem with most sales reps. At Home Depot, they have four checkouts, consumer, uh, the contractor, the garden, and the self-checkout. Self-checkout 
sells more warranties than all three of the other checkouts at Home Depot. Warranties for the appliances and tools. And you know why? Because it asks every time. It asks every time as you're checking out, would you like a warranty on your appliance? Would you like a warranty on your tool? Every single time. In the aggregate, contractors, consumer, and garden checkout don't sell as many warranties as someone. So if you're sitting there, Sydney, make sure you have credibility, emotional attachment, quantify the reasons, impacts, and capabilities. Use the features and benefits to enhance that. Don't dump them on people and ask. I love that. I love that. And I want to I wanna tell you the story. This also took place in Houston, Texas. I had a client who was selling uh, display ads, uh, a newspaper display ads to... Um, uh, to the Spanish, well, it was for it was a, for a paper that was picked up by the Spanish community, and of course, you know, salespeople think, well, hey, we're selling it; uh, the, the price is too high. Was one of the biggest complaints. We can't sell it because the price is too high. Our price is competitive with the Houston Chronicle, and they're not going to get the same results. Blah 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 blah. So I got permission from the CEO, and we gave the salespeople permission to give away a free ad. Or, or, you know, I think it was a free ad campaign. Um, and what was so remarkable, back to what you're saying about credibility, is that they still couldn't make the sale because people were going, wait a minute, this is free? What's the catch? What's going on? And, and so it was still back to that credibility. And what had happened is, even though the newspaper was 25 years old, some people had still not heard of it because unless you're a Hispanic, you're not in that community. And so you're talking to somebody who doesn't read or write uh, Spanish, and you gotta you gotta build that credibility. You gotta send them a copy of the paper. You gotta you gotta build that relationship. You really gotta build that credibility and say, look, we've been around twenty five years. Here's some of our success stories. And then, like you said, now you can talk about some of the features and benefits about hitting the Hispanic market. Blah blah blah. But it was just to teach them that it wasn't the price. It was back to what you said: the energy and the credibility. It was such a great lesson for everybody to learn. Yeah, no doubt. Time, emotion, and value. And we can make any excuses we want. Blame, shame, and justification of why we can't get things done, especially now. It could be very easy to live in the why me world. I've always lived in the try me world. When I have pain, all it is is an indicator that I have an exciting lesson to learn, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, doesn't matter to me. So I look for those indicators to grow and accelerate by making room for what I want, by helping others which is why I do those trainings, simply to empower others, to empower others, to be happy. And I believe happiness comes from making a lot of money, helping a lot of people and having a lot of fun because I don't think you can give what you don't have. And money doesn't buy happiness or love, but it allows you to shop. And if you shop for the right things, especially to help other people, you'll be happy. If you shop for the wrong things, which I've done in my past, you're not going to be happy. You're going to create interference, voids, and shortages in your life. And I really appreciate the opportunity to be here, my friend, Bert. And uh, thank you so much for, and please, everybody, come to my trainings on Friday. Bert, I hope you come as well. I want you to be one of my 1,000. Uh, you know what? I'm excited about it. I want to post this up real quick. It's the uh, text. You guys can text David directly and be part of the group. It's 949-298-2905. And Dave, I want to ask you this last final question. It's because it seems like you have a mantra there or a, a self-talk or whatever. Do, do you have one? I mean, because you've mentioned it a couple of times about, uh, you know, giving more than you're receiving and things of that nature. Do you have a self-talk or a mantra that kind of gets you through those hard times? I, I do. It's be kind to your future self and do good deeds. So I, I always look uh, as my own chief betterment officer 
and I look at things not for today, but to be kind to my future self. And the whole world changes. You give meaning to everything that you see, but the whole world changes when you look at kindness as your driver and the future as your hope. And so I uh, always leave everyone with that idea. Please be kind to your future self and do good deeds. David, thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. And I'll catch up with you soon. I look forward to see everybody Friday. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good Bye-bye. stuff there from good stuff there from David Meltzer. Here's a guy who has accomplished a lot. Uh, as you guys heard, he was a lawyer and then from uh, and then he got into the internet and tech world. And then from there he op- he got uh, uh, got connected with the Lee uh, Steinberg uh, Sports and Entertainment Agency and then connected with Warren Moon and started his own agency. But what I love about him is not only does he have a very high up energy, but he really is sincere about helping a billion people, empowering a billion people to be happy. And I think that's incredible because it's such a huge lofty goal. I mean, sometimes I think that we, at least this is one of my, my, my thoughts or one of my problems is you think you're thinking big and then you get around people like David Meltzer or you get around a, an Ian, uh, Elon Musk or an Arnold Schwarzenegger or somebody else and you realize, ooh, I'm thinking small. It's big for me, but man, I really got to get up there. I really got to start thinking big. Uh, you know, it's incredible what we can achieve. It's incredible what we can do. And remember, my friends, we were created to succeed. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe to my channel. Please share this episode with everyone you know. Let's help David's mission. Let's help a thousand people, help a thousand people, help a thousand people to be happier. What would our planet be like if we were all kinder and happier? We'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.